Our learning objective is to explain the basic model of personal taxation, compute a tax liability, and identify the relevant marginal tax rate. The income tax formula is essentially the same when it was introduced early in the 20th century. You start with total income or gross income, and from that you subtract adjustments to gross income, and that gives you adjusted gross income or AGI. From that you subtract a standard deduction which is given to everyone or itemized deductions whichever is larger. From that you subtract uh, then personal exemptions and you get taxable income. Then you compute your tax liability which is based on the amount of your taxable income and your filing status. Once you have the tax liability, you subtract any credits due you, you add other taxes owed, and that gives you total taxes for the year. You then subtract taxes paid to date, and if the taxes paid exceeds the taxes due, you get a refund, and if the taxes paid are less than the taxes due, then you owe the balance. Now, in this course, we're only interested in uh, items related to investments as they affect uh, one's uh, tax return. So let's start with one of the itemized deductions, which is in the interest expense deduction. Two of the major components of interest expense deduction are mortgages, the interest on home mortgages on our homes within certain limits, and more importantly, the interest on margin loans. Now, the tax code says that interest payments on non-business loan incurred in the course of investment activity are referred to as investment interest. Deductions for the investment interest expense are allowed but are limited to the taxpayer's net investment income for the year. So for some people the interest on the margin loan may be fully deductible if they have enough net investment income and for other people it may be limited. Now, when you go to compute your tax liability, there are two tax rates that, are, that, that one can think about. One is the average tax rate and the other is the marginal tax rate. The average tax rate is the total amount of income tax paid divided by total income. The, a person's average tax rate is always lower than or equal to his marginal tax rate. The average tax rate is kind of an interesting number for an individual. It gives you a sense of relative burden, what percentage of your income is going to pay federal income tax. However, for investment decision-making purposes, it is a totally irrelevant number and we're really not interested in the average tax rate in uh, investment decisions. What we are interested in is the marginal tax rate, which is defined as the rate at which incremental income is taxed, and it's, again, the only relevant rate for investment decision-making purposes. Marginal, the marginal tax rate is the relevant tax rate to consider, but uh, for many people, this, this is a, maybe a slightly complicated number to compute 
because uh, if you live in a state in which uh, you have to pay state income taxes, then you really have two marginal tax rates, the federal marginal tax rate and the state marginal tax rate. Now, if the taxpayer does not itemize the state income taxes on uh, his or her federal return, then the effective marginal tax rate, or the combined marginal tax rate, is simply the sum of the two, the federal marginal tax rate plus the state marginal tax rate. If taxes are itemized on one's federal return, or an itemized deduction on one's federal return, then the combined marginal tax rate is the federal marginal tax rate plus the state marginal tax rate times one minus the federal marginal tax rate. So your combined marginal tax rate is a little less than simply the sum of the two. Capital gains and capital losses are an important element in our investment process. You have to distinguish between realized and unrealized capital gains and capital losses. A realized capital gain or capital loss is where you have bought something and now you have sold it, or you went short something and now you have covered your short position. And so the realization occurs with the termination of the investment, and at that point you have to declare a capital gain or a capital loss. Unrealized capital gains and capital losses means the price has changed since you established your initial position, but there is no tax consequence until you close out your position. Now, not only is it important to classify uh, uh, the treatment on, on your uh, trades as capital gains and capital losses, but you also need to assign a holding period. And we have two holding periods, short-term and long-term. The short-term holding period is exactly one year or less, and a long-term holding period is any holding period that is more than one year. Let's consider some true-false questions. Interest expense on margin loans is always deductible. Well, that one's false because it depends on the investor's net investment income. When making financial decisions, investors always need to be aware of their average tax rate. That true is false. The investor doesn't really need to know his or her average tax rate because what counts is the marginal tax rate. A capital asset sold exactly one year from the date of purchase has a short-term holding period. That statement, of course, is true.